the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. Are you this is Roz yes. and Mocha. It's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carr. You're listening to my boys Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. 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 You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. That is amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Yes. Oh, boy, I swear to God, dude. Stop touching the thermostat. Oh, my God. It's so hot in here. I didn't touch the thermostat. If I did, I would have made it colder, not hot. Are you hot or are you cold right now? Freezing. Are you freezing? Not freezing, but it's a little cooler than I Did you just turn like. the heat up? Yep. Just oh, my God. Oh, my God. God. Why would you do that? Uh, what are you wearing? What are you I'm wearing, wearing a T-shirt. Okay, I'm yes. sweating over here. Yeah, but you run hot anyway. No, I mean, I do, but that's yeah, not... See? You can't turn the heat... Nobody turns the heat up this time of year. I do. I like it toasty. Oh, my God. Not in a studio. How do, I get lab- How do I get labeled the old one? You know what I mean? <laughs> well, you are the old one. Shut up. Ah, uh, You're older than everybody in this room. Mr. I just turned 50. Uh, Me? No, now I can literally feel my back sweating right now. Even though I know it's completely psychosomatic. And I, what if I, I told you I, I didn't actually, even I, it, touch does, the thermostat? It does not matter. My body doesn't agree with you. <laughs> what if My I just body told doesn't you buy that. That I literally walked over. No. Checked the temperature and no. didn't touch it at no. all. No. My, my body is reacting right now. It is. I'm I'm sweating right yeah. now. It's from anger. No, Calm it, down. No. Do you need paper towels? Not, no. I don't need. No. I just need you to go over there. What I need you to do is go over there and pretend to turn it down again. (laughs) Is this male menopause? Okay, shut up. I was curious. Thanks. Okay, all the thermostat is all the way down. That didn't work. That didn't work. Now I think that you just went over there and turned it up even more. (laughs) (laughs) Now my body's reacting to that, to the lie. Cranked it. (laughs) It's so hot in here. It's not. It's It's so hot. It's like that scene. Remember in. What was the... Oh, I'm sweating. I'm dying. What is it with Will Ferrell and, and Mark Wahlberg? Step... I don't know. Stepdads. Don't is that know. what it is? Yeah, Stepbrothers. Stepdads. No, not stepbrothers. What's Daddy's it called? Home. Daddy's, Daddy's Home. home. Remember Daddy's part home. two? With uh, Mel Gibson and, and John Lithgow when they were at the cabin and then the daughter goes and touches the thermostat. All the dads get up. <laughs> like, yo, who touched the thermostat? Can't, I can't. I can't with this heat right now. What's, right. The, temp- what's the temperature just, in your house? I walked over and I checked. <laughs> Okay, I didn't touch. Like, yeah, I touched the thermostat. No. I didn't change the thermostat. It's too hot in here. I gotta go I, like this. I literally didn't do anything. You look like a bird trying to fly for the first time. No, it cools down the pits, man. It's <laughs> the only way to do it. Yo, this is your moves at the pride parade. <laughs> look at you. Please. How do you think Roxy was born? <laughs> That's your called, move. It's called peacocking. Okay. Oh my god. So. That's how I landed Catherine. <laughs> no wonder she wants to marry you. Oh, what a stud. <laughs> no, I can't deal with this heat, man. Anyway, it's, okay. not, bro, it's not that bad. It, it is. I'm sweating. Fine. You have no idea. But do you understand when I said I literally did not? No. Like, I didn't change no, the temperature. No, because I only see the worst in people, so uh-huh. I assumed you lied. But why? I, I never lie to you, though. I, I 
know. Well, I mean, I, but would you even consider this a lie, though? That's the thing. And then I start getting into the psychological aspects of lying and, like, oh what God. is a lie and all this other stuff. How are you going to get through the day? I'm not going to get through the day. Jeez, write another memoir. No, already. I'm not. I won't get through the day. <laughs> I, like, this is going to, honestly, you have no idea. This is going to bother me. You should just go me. home. There's a lot of people listening right now who identify with this. And at this moment right now where I think that you said you were going to go turn the thermostat down, but you actually turned it up to troll me, will bother me all day. You guys may not understand how that's a thing, but there's a lot of people listening right now that are the exact same way as I am, where I will literally be thinking about this all day long. Okay? Okay? All day. So you want me to turn terms down? No, I don't know. No, I don't want you to do... I don't want you to do anything. <laughs> I got like titty sweat going on over here. Like it's not, it's not cool, man. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Las Vegas police were investigating an aliens in the backyard report after a uh, 911 call. So this all went down on May 1st, but it's all just sort of coming out now. So I'm going to play something for you. And what makes this interesting is you'll hear a 911 call. And the 911 call is from the family, the homeowners, who say Mm -hmm. that uh, aliens crash-landed in their backyard. But what makes it interesting is that police in the neighborhood who were investigating something else saw something fall from the sky that was actually captured on the police body cam footage. So that's why they took this seriously. So you're going to hear two voices. The sort of clearer voice is the police officers, Mm -hmm. and the voice on the phone is one of the people who owns the house who made the 911 call. Nervous right now? I have butterflies, bro. Everyone thought a shooting star. Then these people say there's aliens in their backyard. Woo, okay. We just see in a corner of our eye something fall down from the sky, and it was with light. And when it hit down, it was like a big impact, and we felt it. We felt like an energy, and then and then and then we hear like a lot of footsteps n- near us. There's like an eight foot person beside it, and another one's inside, and it has big eyes and looking at us, and it's still there. Okay, where is this on your property? Uh, uh in, in, in my backyard. I swear to God, this is not a joke. This is actually we so we terrified of it. So there's two people or two subjects that are in your backyard. Correct, and they're very large. They're okay. like eight foot, nine feet, ten foot. I don't know. They're, they look like they look like aliens to us. Big eyes. They have big eyes. Okay. Like like I can't explain it. And big mouth. They're shiny eyes and and they're not human. They're 100 percent they're not human. I'm not going to BS you guys. One of my partners said they saw something fall out of the sky too. So He's that's dead. why I'm kind of curious. I don't believe in it. You know, but. What I saw right now, I do believe in it. Okay. So, so what is it? So they went into the house. The family went into the house and started praying. Uh-huh. And then they said that they could hear footsteps on the roof. And when they went back to the backyard, there was just a giant, probably like 15 feet in diameter, circle imprint in their backyard. But everything at that point was gone. And then so because all this came out, the kid who made the 911 phone call uploaded like a seven-minute video last night where he went through everything, all the body cam footage, the 911 call, the stuff that they have on their own phones of Mm -hmm. filming and everything else. And so this is him giving a little bit more detail as far as what he saw. So when I saw it, it was a tall, skinny, lengthy creature. He was a gray, greenish color. And when I looked at it in the eyes, my body just froze. Like the same way, the same experience as having sleep paralysis. Keep in mind, I'm staring at him and I look at his whole body and he has a weird looking feet and a big face. 
and eyes and you can see a big mouth and and i i could hear his loud deep breathing and i could see his stomach moving okay so why do you not have your phone like they did. No, no, there is footage. There, there's of the footage. Thing? But it was no it of was, the alien? It was no, so here this is the this is the thing. And it's this is why it's kind of I mean, it's not I'm not gonna say it's believable footage, but what you have is uh, if you watch the footage, the family is walking out to the backyard. Yes. Okay. So the person who's filming is sort of like third in line, and they're all walking through a gate to get to the backyard. So the third person has the phone. The first two people walk through the gate into the backyard and immediately scream and everyone starts running the other way. Okay. Right? So that is the reason for the sort of lack of footage of the eight-foot alien that crash-landed in this alien guy's backyard. Up and was like, oh, come at me, bro. It's a lack yeah. of footage. Like, there's never good footage of this stuff. No, I know, I know, I know. But, uh, but... The cops saw it. <laughs> and when you watch all the cop footage, like the cops came back and were like, yo, if you see this again, don't call us. You take care of it yourself. <laughs> what happened to serve and protect? Yeah. That includes aliens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's why you need guns, right? USA, USA. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, News Nation did an hour-long special last night on UFOs called We Are Not Alone. Ah, yes. And they brought out this guy who's a former NRO and NGA officer named David Grush, who's written a document that seemingly alludes to agreements between world governments and non-human intelligence behind UFOs. So Grush's credentials are that he was a, a high-ranking security clearance former Air Force veteran from Pittsburgh who worked in military intelligence and was part of the UAP task force. All of that is confirmed, mm -hmm. okay? So it's official. Okay, so that's why they're calling him a whistleblower. So here's how the special started out last night. For the first time, we are not alone. We're definitely not alone. Claims that our government has proof of alien life. We have spacecraft from another species. We do, yeah. How many? Quite a number. Some are landed, some are crashed. Allegations of a secret government program that has hidden the truth, the technology, from the world. There's a sophisticated uh, disinformation campaign targeting the U.S. populace, which is extremely unethical and immoral. And it's totally, totally frightening. Okay, so that's how it started. I'm into it. Okay, so uh, here, play clip number two. The common interpretation from some commentators is that there is a non-human species and it's incredibly benevolently well disposed to the human race. Yeah, and, and I think that is a, a, the logical fallacy there is because they're advanced, they're kind. We'll never really understand um, full intent in that because we're, we're not them, whatever them is or are, uh, but I think what appears to be malevolent activity has, has happened. Based on not only uh, nuclear site probing activities, um, witness testimony, I think at least if we look at it through a humanistic lens, um, it does appear negative, at least uh, to us. Okay, so the quote from there was that you assume because they're advanced, they're kind. And he says, not so much, which then begs the question. Have human beings been hurt or killed? 
by a non-human intelligence. While I can't get into the specifics, because that would reveal uh, certain U.S. classified uh, operations, uh, I was briefed by a few individuals on the program that there were um, malevolent events like that. Now I'm scared. People have just heard you say non-humans may well have murdered human beings. That seems to be the case at one point, yeah. Okay. Still not scared, though. Oh, come on, you're terrified. <laughs> no, I'm not. Please. I am. Come at me, aliens. Where you at? Yeah. I didn't know they were violent. Yeah. Why wouldn't they be violent? Why wouldn't they be? Of well, I thought they, they wanted be. to just study us and keep us as pets or probe us. And that's or not violence? Not Keeping you as a pet? And probing you? Probing you? <laughs> but not kill me. Mm. Sometimes you'd rather take the death option. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Friday, baby. Woo, payday. Oh, my God. Oh, that means Maury's buying coffee. Yeah. Oh. How long, how long are you out of the hole for, Moore? How long does it last? Uh, I'd say about three days. <laughs> that long, huh? I know it's impressive, but yeah, three days. For you, it used to be like within the day. Yeah. Yeah, so three days, because today I have to pay for a beard trim. Oh, how much does that cost you? So do beard trim and haircut, so it's about a hundred bucks. A hundred dollars? I thought that was cheap. Is it? I don't know. Hair? I don't know. I don't know. I thought that was cheap. Is it? Is that cheap, Shem? You go to a, a barber uh, constantly? Yeah. I mean, a be- you said beard and haircut? Yeah. yeah. No, that's about right. Is it, 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 yeah, it, about does that include box? tip? Uh, no, it does not. But it includes a head massage. Oh. Wait, do you leave a tip? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How much do you tip on 100 bucks for a haircut? Oh, here we go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What oh, do you tip? Oh, no. $15. 15 bucks. And how long are you there? But an hour. You got to up that, bro. But she doesn't only get the $15. I saw somebody posted something. I think it was at a spa somewhere where the tip prompt when you put your credit card on was your choices were 30, 40, or 50%. Oh, my God. What? There's no, like, uh, yeah. Yeah, nah. 30, 40, or 50. You can't do that. Like, you can't. No. You can't do that. Yeah. For that? Yeah. Yo, you're coming to my house every yes. day and cutting Thank my hair. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> A little off of the top. Right? That's it. Yeah. So my guy that I've been seeing for years, haircut and beard uh, trim and a lineup is 60 bucks. What's a lineup? Just line up all this stuff. But I do that? it myself. What does that mean? Line it up. Oh, like do the line, like a like you line it, like line even it, it out, like what? shape it when you shape your beard. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Mm. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about me. I'm Gucci. <laughs> you ever had a lineup, guys? What's that? You ever had a lineup? No, I don't even. Bro, know. you know what? Your beard right now. So, yeah. You would look if you went to Yo. a barber to give you like a proper trim. Not saying that your stuff's not proper. Yeah. But um, I'm good at it. I just don't do it. Yeah. Well, you do it yourself. Like Maury with sex. Oh! oh. Wait, no, I didn't mean to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> but that was funny. So. With, all, with all intimacy. Wow. Uh, um, yeah, no, I'm good at it. I just don't do it. Because I'm like, I'll do it when I, I, do it when I have to do it. Yeah. What like, do you use? You use your own stuff at home. Yeah. Yeah, I do mine at yeah. home as well. Yeah. But like even, so you, how much you pay for a haircut, Maury? Oh, on its own? For that. What do you pay for that? Sixty dollars. 
But sometimes I'll line up my own. It's awful. All I have is like, I'll, so I'll line up my own beard with a nose trimmer. Yeah, really. A yeah. nose trimmer? What? It's all I have. So I use the nose trimmer. Don't to you have of, a razor? No. At home? You don't no. have like a Gillette? Not anymore. Oh, wow. You don't so have I anything. Use the, you no, don't nose have trimmer. trimmer. I go hair by hair. Yeah. I'm really curious as to what Maury would look like if he took care of himself. Okay, go ahead. Burn, burn roasted. <laughs> no, I'm trying. The reason why I'm silent is because I'm I'm looking at you, and I'm trying to picture it. I combed my hair today. <laughs> no, you with, didn't. With what your shoe? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really does. Look at that part in the front, right there. You see that part? It's so tilt wild. Tilt your head, tilt your head down a little. Yeah, yeah, that piece right there. I I worked hard on that. Yeah. Oh, geez. you look like. Do uh, bend your head down again, face. Yo, when that light hits that bald spot, damn, bro. You look like an overnight worker who combed his hair with a banana. (laughs) (laughs) Happy Friday, huh? The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Happy early birthday, damn it, Maury. All right. Tomorrow is damn it, Maury's birthday, ladies and gentlemen. And every year on the Roz and Mocha Show, you always get uh, a song from Shem. Or that's pretty much it. You get a song from Shem. Yeah. Something from Roz. Wow. Mm. It's usually it, written it's, by Dammit Morey. It's usually a couple weeks after the birthday, to be honest with you. I will say, I said last night to Matthew, I'm like, oh, I can't, I hope I get a song from Shem. Like, that's all I want. No, you get no song from Shem this year. Oh. Uh, oh. Last year, Dammit Morey wrote a poem for himself to read. You get no song, you get no poem, you get none of that. Oh. But oh. you do get something. From the Roz and Mocha show. Okay, I'll take I'll take anything. Something. What'd we do? I didn't pony up anything, so it can't be that great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Spoiler alert. Roz has no idea that we did this. <laughs> Does he <laughs> ever? <laughs> Just leave me out of it. That's my motto. Uh, right. Shem, executive producer Tell of the Roz and Mocha show, switched it up a little bit and decided to call and get some thoughts from Dammit Maury's family. Oh no, I'm gonna cry. From everyone's favorite, including our favorite, Maury's dad, Frank. Oh, no, no, no. You're going to hear from David Maury's stepmom, Donna. Oh. His brothers, Daniel and Kyle. Oh, no. Just do a song. Just do a song. <laughs> I'm already crying. I haven't even heard it yet. And also, David Maury's husband, David Matthew. Oh, no. So let's start with Frank. Frank, tell me, maybe share a favorite memory or something that you really love about Maury. Okay, well... <laughs> Obviously, with as many years as we have behind our uh, belt here, is a lot of memories. Uh, one comes to mind is uh, a trip that we that we won and uh, went to is uh, Barbados. Well, one of the first things that uh, Maury had in mind was that he uh, knew that there was a radio station that he somehow got in contact with, but then he always managed to to get contact with just about anybody on the face of the earth that that uh, nobody seems to be able to get in touch with, but he set it up where he could actually visit. So we did. And then off we went and had a, a fun experience time on that. And sure enough, when we were coming home, came through inspection at the airport, they say the typical questions, do you have anything to declare? I said, no, no, nothing. Then we walked through the inspection and I realized that Maury has a, uh, a whole big, a sugar cane with them, bananas, 
business along with them that he pulled off of a tree <laughs> just before we uh, headed to the airport in Barbados. Stole them. And uh, some other things that he picked up along the way. And, but, oh, my goodness. So it just goes to show you is that with Maury, you never know what you're going to get. Uh, what kind of son is Maury, would you say? I guess he's a son that, that if you were to script out uh, like a mad scientist uh, creation, I guess, uh, would be probably along that same recipe. And that is that you want somebody that's going to be devoted and uh, give everything that, that you can imagine uh, to anything that they, that they do or touch or think. And that is he, he gives it all at his work, anything that he puts his head towards, he really uh, strives to to go well above. And the other thing is uh, he wears his emotions on his sleeve, but at the same time, he has a, a heart that's well beyond gold. Uh, and lastly, Frank, what is something that you want to say to Maury uh, as a special birthday message if he was listening right now? Well, quite simply is that uh, uh, you've given a lot of reasons for me to be proud of of uh, of my son, and uh, and you've been you've been there and you've been good and you've been you've been there for for me as I have been for you. But uh, but uh, it's been a journey that we've shared together, and uh, and we'll continue to do such. So enjoy your birthday, have a lot of fun, and enjoy your day, and uh, have a good time. You all right, Mark? <laughs> I think that was the first time I've ever heard him say that. I would have added it out the banana story. It was kind of boring. <laughs> well, when he stole bananas from a tree in Barbados inside the airport, you're not allowed to do that, bro. But I do remember that. Uh, real quick, uh, Dan Moore's birthday is tomorrow. We contacted his family. Uh, Shem from the Raza Mocha Show talking to Dan Maury's stepmom Donna. Um, so Donna, tell me, uh, maybe share your favorite memory uh, or something that you really love about Maury. Well, I have a lot of memories, um, a lot of happy memories, but one of my favorite ones was uh, going to see Ed Sharon with Maury him and me together, and we had an awesome uh, time. And <laughs> um, Frank was making me laugh. <laughs> no, Frank getting a little handsy with Donna. Oh, no. Your family, your family loves that you get free stuff. Right? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that's okay. Free trip to Barbados. Well, it's another memory one. So, twenty-five years old, uh, we were going to pick up our first dog as a family, and we were trying to think of a name for our new puppy. And Maury wanted Butthead, and <laughs> I wanted a cutesy name like. <laughs> and so we weren't really um, compromising. So luckily, um, Frank came up with a name that we both liked, which was not Butthead or Buddy. So uh, we settled on Bogey. <laughs> and, and lastly, what is something that you want to say to Maury on his birthday? Uh, happy birthday, Maury. Uh, wishing you all the best. Um, I just want you to uh, have the best birthday ever and looking forward to celebrating it together. Okay, please stick with us because we still have, well, first of all, Dan Moore got to dry them tears. Yeah, and right, second of all, my dad said he was proud. Yeah. We still have uh, to hear from your brothers, Daniel and Kyle, and your husband, Dammit Matthew. 
<laughs> celebrating you one day before your birthday, damn it, Maury. Shut up, jeez. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Tomorrow is Damon Mori's birthday, and we are celebrating today because we're not going to be here tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And we've reached out to uh, Damon Mori's family to get uh, some thoughts from them on Damon Mori. And Mori had no idea that we were doing this. No, from, none whatsoever. Uh, his dad, Frank, his mom. And Stop. Donna's in Winnipeg right now. Donna? <laughs> um, Frank was making me laugh. <laughs> Frank got a little handsy while Don is trying to talk to him. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have uh, Damon Mori's brother Daniel, who is the <laughs> the stud athlete with all the girls. Right? That's right. Is that how you describe living him? in a dorm? Yeah, living that college life. Uh, Daniel, so tell me, uh, share your favorite memory with Mori. Um, favorite memory, eh? So, I think the. <laughs> Best memory I have is uh, a couple years back, um, Maury took uh, myself and my younger brother out to Nathan Phillips Square for uh, some skating. And uh, we spent the whole day just essentially just watching Maury fail at skating. But uh, <laughs> me and my younger brother had a good time. Uh, yes. We ended up seeing the mayor the same day as well, which was pretty cool as well. What is uh, What kind of brother <laughs> would you say Maury is? Uh, he's, uh, he's a really close brother. Um, tried to keep keep in touch as often as I can. Um, I think it was for my birthday. Um, he asked me what I wanted, and I told him I wanted a poster. And uh, to have a little fun with it, what he did is that he made a, a poster of uh, him, but like as a Viking, and uh, I put it up on my wall in college. So for the whole year, I basically had his face on my wall. What is something about Maury that bothers you? Oh, my God. Um, it's got to be when I was staying over at his place, and um, he tried sneaking in some almond milk into my cereal, and I immediately <laughs> noticed that, and I hate almond milk. So that, that, that's probably one of the most annoying things, that he likes to pull little pranks like that. <laughs> and lastly, what do you want to say to Maury on his birthday if Maury was listening right now? Um, happy birthday, bud. Haven't looked any younger. The beard's still looking good. Hope you have a great birthday. You're such a prankster. Almond milk. <laughs> okay, this one's really good, okay? Yeah. Because I've heard all of these already. Okay. Uh, this is David Mori's uh, brother, youngest brother, Kyle, for David Mori's birthday. Okay, so one of my favorite memories with uh, Mori is when it's Thanksgiving dinner and uh, we get the turkey heart and then we split it between my dad and Mori and I. And then we all have our own little piece of it. Yeah, and it's it's really it's fun eating the chiplets all together. Um, what's something that you like about Maury? <laughs> that is so weird. Excuse me. <laughs> so many questions. <laughs> that, that'll be for another day. Okay, let's not soil the man's birthday. Um, I like. Hmm. What? Oh no, he can't think of anything. I like. <laughs> I like his art collection. Kind of like quirky a little bit. It's weird, like dolls and stuff, like cause dolls and <laughs> what? stuff. Really cool. w- uh, what kind of brother would you say Maury is? Maury, um... Maury is... <laughs> it's kind of... It's kind of, uh... When Maury's over, usually when, like, it's, like, just Daniel and I and we're having, like, dinner and stuff, Daniel won't really, like, eat a lot of, like, vegetables and stuff. But when Maury's <laughs> over, he's really supportive and, uh, kind of like teases Daniel to eat stuff 
I eat more vegetables and stuff. I think it's like a, a good treat for Maury. Like when he's there, he kind of just like just do it. He just is like just do it, just eat it. Um, what's something about Maury that bothers you? I would say the most thing that bothers me is just how he drives. Because he has a really small car, and it, it like it's, there, it's like two seats, so it's like hard. It's like you don't have a lot of room, and it's like. They're kind of trapped in his car, and he goes, like, crazy, like, turning and accelerating and stuff. And, yeah, it's just kind of hectic when you're in his car. What is something you want to say to Maury on his birthday uh, as, like, a little greeting to him if he's listening right now? Um, um, I don't know. Just, you know, happy birthday to, like, Maury. And, you know, wish him the best. Hopefully, like, you can, like, once he gets to the time when he has to, like, redo the driving test, he's, uh... He practices before he does it because I don't know who did the driving test before, like who gave him a Z2, but they might need to uh, check his thing back again. <laughs> Just remember, Maury, I paid for half of this. <laughs> okay. And finally, for David Maury's birthday, his husband, damn it, Matthew. Hey, Matthew, tell me something that you love about Maury. Um, well, I love his sense of humor. Um, so definitely a sense of humor, um, his big heart. Um, and then I also love like his, I want to say give no <laughs> attitude, <laughs> but like, you know, sometimes he doesn't, you know, sometimes he does care what people think, but for the most part, he really doesn't care what people think. That's not true. You know, but for example, his Wrangler jeans, he doesn't give a <laughs> He just wears the Wrangler jeans. <laughs> uh, what is something about Maury that annoys you? Uh Oh, yes. Okay. There's this one thing where I swear if someone said to us, we will give you a million dollars to load a dishwasher. Maury will lose. Like, he does not know how to load a dishwasher, and it drives me nuts because, to me, there's, like, a system in, in loading a dishwasher in order to, for everything to get clean. And that is the main thing we argue in our relationship. I swear to God, it's this dishwasher. <laughs> that and the Wrangler jeans. I mean, I was, I was doing laundry yesterday, and I washed them, and I said, why are we still wearing these? <laughs> amazing. <laughs> Lastly, Matthew, what is, what's the sort of birthday greeting you want to give to Maury if he was listening to you right now? Um, okay, I want to say, um, babe, wishing you a very happy birthday. Um, I love you very much, um, even on the days that you annoy me. <laughs> but I can't live without you, and um, I'm really thankful that you're in my life, and I can't wait to grow old with you. And so I am sending you lots of love and hugs from both Andy and I. And Andy is our dog for the listeners, so they don't think that Andy's another guy. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday! Yay! 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 The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Roz and Mocha's hell of a story. Jordan, how are you? It's Roz and Mocha. I'm pretty good. How about you guys? Good, dude. Uh, Jordan, welcome to Roz and Mocha's hell of a story. Uh, when and where does your hell of a story take place? So my my hell of a story takes place down in uh, Southwest Florida in a little town called Port Charlotte. When was this? This happened back uh, May twenty first of last month. Oh, last month! Oh, that's a recent thing. Do you live in Florida? For the past seven years. Okay, okay. So what's going on? What are you doing down there? What happened? So you know, it started off as any other day. You know. Uh, get off work around six o'clock. Uh, you know, go out with the buddies around seven or eight, and you know, we go to our little local spot in town. They'll be have some good food and you know, drinks and whatnot. Each get probably around two, three drinks, and you know, time's flying by. Two o'clock rolls around, and you know, they do the final call for the bar. 
so you know I'm you know looking around use the bathroom look over where it's at now are you are you Jordan are you drunk at this point oh I'm probably four or five beers deep and you gotta you know I'm a, I'm a heavyweight cat about okay. 230 no, 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 okay. that wasn't the okay. question though were you drunk at the time <laughs> oh yeah I was definitely buzzing a little okay. bit okay okay cool okay, so okay. you're having a good time so what happens so, you know trying to find the bathroom and look over and it's abs- there's a line out the door it's probably like eight ten people waiting and it's a little two stall bathrooms so you know everyone at this place there's a little you know the watering area use the bathroom man you know that's it's a well-known spot it's con- it'll convenient hidden away back of the lot what wait a second so you're gonna go you're gonna go you leave the bar because the, the, the line for the bathroom was too big so you leave the bar go outside behind the bar and what is it just like a little pond or something like that correct okay what happens yep yeah, so, you know, I walk out to the back of the pond to go pee, and uh, it's probably around 2 o'clock, and that, that's just, this is the last thing I remember. You know, I was literally peeing in the pond, and, you know, I, I, from what I, you know, I may have misstepped. I don't know what happened, but boom, everything goes black. You know, next thing you know, I, I'm waking up, and I'm in the hospital. There's nurses all around me, doctors and everything, and I'm just, I'm just kind of confused, you know, really, like, lightheaded. They, I'm and I look over to my right uh, right side, I can see that I'm missing, you know, pretty much my entire forearm. It's all wrapped up, and I'm just like, I didn't say anything. It wasn't really like, a sh- it was like a little bit of a shock, but, you know, I was just kind of sitting there relaxing, and the doctor's were like, yeah, just relax, man, just relax. Hold on a second, Jordan, like, you wake up in the hospital the next day with no arm? I, 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 yes, sir, that's, yeah. Okay, so what happened to your arm? At first, I thought, you know, oh, oh my God, I was in a car accident, you know, something crazy like that. I mean, I'm like, what happened? And they're like, you were in an alligator accident. And I was like, alligator accident? And they're like, an alligator tore your arm off. What the it. hell? While you were peeing? Oh, you're the guy! I saw this mm. story! Mm-hmm. So you went to the pond to pee. You were peeing, right. and while you were, like, either midstream or about to leave, like, maybe you tripped, maybe you fell, maybe you stepped on the gator, but either way, a gator grabbed you and took your arm. That's correct. Stupid question, but, like, did they find your arm? They did, actually. They did? When they went to the pond, they found three gators. One thing, I believe two of them were between four and five foot. And the one that got my arm was 10 and a half feet long. Oh, my God. So, Jordan, I saw video of this, right? And I guess it was like your buddies or some people pulling you up from the the, the riverbank. And, uh, like, so what happened? Like, did you know those people who pulled you out? I only knew one of the guys there. This guy, Ian, was one of the buddies I had seen at the bar that night. Okay. This guy was, he's, I call him my guardian angel. You'll see, you've probably seen him in the video. He has a cigarette in his mouth. I know. That's what I was going to say. It's the most Florida thing I've ever seen in my life. There's a guy who pulled you out of the jaws of a gator. You're missing an arm. He's wrapping a tourniquet around it, and he doesn't take the smoke out of his mouth. (laughs) Are you okay if Mocha watches the video right now real quick? If you want to. I mean, that's all. Yeah, that would be perfectly fine with that. Okay, okay. I don't know. I just don't want to, like, trigger you or anything like that. No, it's fine. Yeah. Come here. Come here, bro. Hey, this nigga got bit by an alligator, bro. This nigga, what the? Grab my hand. His whole arm came off, bro. Yo, Yo, bro. Grab the other arm. I'm a shine light. I'm a shine light. Get him the out of the water. Oh my God, they're like dragging you by your left arm. Yeah. Yeah. 
them over. Mm-hmm. Roll them over roll, and quit it. Oh, I don't want to see. Oh God, yeah, I don't want to see that part of the video. Yeah, dude. Hey, Jordan, have you? I, I can only imagine what it's like to have something like this out in the world. Have you seen the video? Like, have you watched it yet, or no? You won't. I have seen pieces of it, but I have not rewatched the entire clip. No. Okay, oh, I, w- I would advise against it, man. So, yeah. in that moment, because you passed out, you obviously didn't know what was going on. And in this video, I see people are helping you. Did you talk to any of them to see? If they like to find out if they saw what happened and like how they were brought to your attention, like did you scream? Was the alligator so, making noise? Were other people screaming? So from what I was told, my the guy with the cigarette, he you know he told me pretty much the whole story. Going back to what I said when I was looking for the bathroom, I and I guess I passed by him, you know, bumped him to him, or whatever. And, you know, I looked back at this guy, and this is before everything happened. I was like, oh, I'm sorry, you know, excuse me. And he's, you know, it's all good, buddy. And, you know, he said within 30 to 40 seconds of me bumping into him mm-hmm. that I was out there screaming for help. Oh, my God. Jeez. And he, you know, he ran out there and he just went into a pretty much just paramedic, you know, army survival instinct mode. He yeah. just kind of knew what to do. Didn't, yeah. you know, hesitate. Didn't, you know, didn't. He did, it took him like seconds to just engage. Hey, have you, have you ever spent any time at all um, uh, just being thankful that they didn't go for the wiener? Oh, man, that's actually one of the things my buddy Ian said. <laughs> Jordan from uh, from South Florida, you were the guy that uh, your story was all over the world, all over TMZ and everything. Uh, you went pee in a pond behind a bar at 2 o'clock in the morning, and a gator bit your arm off. Damn, damn, damn. damn. Thank you, Jordan. <laughs> of course. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hello, everybody. <laughs> What's going on? Good. All good? Yeah, how are you? Yeah, good, 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 good. Never good. better. Never better? Oh, Like ever? Good, well, it's like, I mean, loosely never. Oh, why? What huh? happened? No, it was just I a good weekend. Know. Oh, what'd you do? I practiced throwing a ball. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> you got to do the first pitch on Saturday, huh? Yeah, so I threw the ball. My dog <laughs> brought it halfway back. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? You didn't throw it to somebody? You got to throw it to somebody. That's how you practice. No, I threw it to the dog. Why won't you throw it to your husband? Oh, he's Where afraid he? of it. What do you mean he's afraid <laughs> of it? No, he said, he's like, I'm not, I'm not catching your ball. Why not just get him like a baseball glove and tell him to like just squat <laughs> and you'll just practice a little bit like a normal person. Oh, I thought throwing it towards the dog and he'll catch it and bring Where it back. Where did you go? The did same you go thing. to like a schoolyard or something? Like a park, yeah. Okay. What kind of ball were you throwing? Oh, like a rubber dog ball. Oh, so you're not even working with the right weight. No, and apparently I wasn't extending my arm back enough. Like, the whole thing was a mess. Do me but a favor. But it was a lot of fun. Do me, do me a favor. Just come to the door right behind Mocha here. Yeah. And, and just, like, show us how you throw. Like, just give us the, go through the motions here. Can I throw my beef jerky? No, no, no. no. Just, just, oh, okay. just go through the motions. Just come and stand in the door right there and let me see. Right there. Okay. Right there. Let me see. Okay. So you're right-handed. Why, right? Yeah, yeah. No, no. Just throw it. Just as far as you can. Like, just pretend like you're throwing something to the wall. Oh, no. <laughs> that thing this is going to go three feet. It's going to be a disaster. Y'all remember when uh, 50 Cent <laughs> yeah. tried to throw up the first oh, pitch no. and Snoop Dogg 
Carly and, Rae Jepsen. Uh, Carly Rae. And who was the other one? Uh, there's an actress. Anyway, there's all so many. There's, there's so many so terrible many. first pitches. Yeah. Um, yeah, yours is going to be ranked up oh, there. Oh, man. Yours is going to go sideways. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to hit the ground. The way Maury threw, the, you just threw that, more. you're going to go up there, right? And you're going to throw the ball, and the ball is going to, like, smack on the ground three feet in front of you. Who like, did that? that? Was Somebody like else your, did that. Was it, I like, don't know who it was. five? Like, Adam Levine or something? One of those guys. Like, they just, they didn't let go of the ball. Yeah. You got to let go of the ball, <laughs> man. Right at their let toes. it fly. <laughs> like, what are you afraid of? Stand up, try. Let me see you throw again. Yeah, okay. hold on. Okay. Come come back in here. By the way, it's uh, it's Pride Night at uh, at the ballpark uh, at Rogers Center on Saturday night, and they've invited Dammit Moore to come down with the leg, right? and throw out the uh, the first pitch. <laughs> oh, my God. That went so sideways. It, it went so sideways. <laughs> it's like, It looked like he... Even though you're standing on the pitcher's mound, yeah. it looked like you were throwing to the first baseman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Try, maybe, are you allowed to throw underhand more, do you think? Oh, you can do whatever you want. Yeah? Yeah. That's okay, come here. Let me see what it looks like underhand. Yeah, come out here and uh, pitch underhand. Yeah, this is the most cardio voice ever got. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Swing with the leg if you're doing underhand? Yep, whatever uh, feels comfortable. Whatever, whatever feels comfortable with the ball in your hand. Okay, yeah, Nailed that, that's that is going to come down and hit you on the head. That's the, that's the technique. You know what I would love to see? I wish, I wish when they had like celebrities come out and do the first pitch, they wouldn't allow them to throw just sort of overhand. You guys should have to, because I think that everybody should practice because it's a big thing. There's going to be a lot of people there. You ever seen the way like hardcore women's softball is played where they, where they windmill pitch? Yes. Oh, it's around amazing. and around? It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that's hard. Yeah. That's really difficult to do. Yeah. Right? I think you guys should have to windmill pitch personally. <laughs> Look, come back to the door one more time, Maury. Yeah. Okay. You know, you know what a Throw. windmill pitch looks yeah, like, you, right? Yeah, you can go like this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, how many times are you going to go around? One, two, two three. three. Wow. Three Whoa. times. <laughs> that was probably your best effort. <laughs> yeah, I think you should windmill it more. I really do. I think you got, it's, your, it's your best chance of getting it to the catcher. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Uh, happy Pride, everybody. Toronto Blue Jays are uh, celebrating Pride Weekend mm-hmm. with their next series against Minnesota, which kicks off tonight. Dammit, Mori of the Raza Mocha Show will be throwing out the ceremonial first pitch at tomorrow's game. Mm-hmm. I know your family's going to be there cheering you on. A bunch of uh, Raza Mocha fans are going to be there cheering you on. Shem's going to be there. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I Shem's going to be there. I shall. Damn. Cheering you on. I'm not in town. Sorry, Mark. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> also, you didn't invite me. Like, our boss said the same thing. You didn't invite me. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get it. did you invite me? I didn't get an invite either. You didn't say, hey, man, it would be great if you could be there. I asked, I wanted Shem to be there. Yeah, weird. Oh, wow, okay. Damn. Hard, hard not to take that as a diss, but go on. No, like I just thought. So, be- Dan Mori wanted to get some uh, advice from uh, <laughs> Toronto Blue Jays pitcher Kevin Gosman. Oh, nice. Uh, about pitching, because I guess he's nervous or whatever. Oh my gosh! Okay, before the first pitch, before this big moment, Kevin, I need to get some tips from you. You're like the big star pitcher of the team, so who better to get some advice from than you? I guess so. Yeah. Okay, before each pitch, what do you say in your head? Tell me what I should say just before the pitch. <laughs> um, I mean, sometimes I say, F- so. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh my yeah. God, really? Yeah, oh yeah. Sometimes, you know, if I'm trying to strike a guy out in a big situation, uh, that's all I'm thinking is strike this <laughs> guy out. <laughs> oh. yeah. 
<laughs> Yo, that's perfect. Isn't Anthony Bass catching? Uh, today, yeah. Tonight, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. What about tomorrow? Oh, I don't know. Oh, it would be... <laughs> what if it's your dad? Because your dad said he wanted to catch as well. I, if it was my dad, I would love that. <laughs> hey, why don't you deliberately duff it so you go viral more? Like 50 cents. I, I don't think I have to deliberately yeah, do he doesn't that. have to. <laughs> no, no. Not, not at all. Uh, Dan Moore with... Uh, <laughs> oh, Dan Moore with... Uh, Toronto Blue Jays pitcher, Kevin Gosman. I have two massive fears before I do this first pitch, okay? Fear number two is getting it straight down the fairway. Fear number one is farting when I pitch. (laughs) Fairway. Uh, I guess try to watch what you eat the day of, you know, to alleviate some of those problems. But, um, I mean, the first one you want to throw right down the middle. You know, you want to throw a strike. So I don't think you got to worry about that one. Have you ever farted when you pitch? All the time. 100%. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, we're out there for a long time. Like, some things happen, you know? Bro, you fart in here all the time. We yeah. just started the show. How long ago, like, how many farts you drop? Like, like four yeah. or five. Yeah, see? Yeah. <laughs> Should I do what the Yankees do and put sticky stuff on my hand? Oh, no. I mean, that's, uh, you're putting me in a tough spot, you know? Um, oh, jeez. I would say don't do that because they might check you and you might get suspended. <laughs> yeah, it's a tough spot because if he says if he says yes or even jokes around, then he's like now saying that it is one hundred percent fact that the Yankees put sticky stuff on their hand, right? It's I mean, a, let's be honest though. <laughs> throwing out the ceremonial first pitch on my birthday on Pride—that's pretty awesome, don't you think? That's pretty cool, and I heard it's special because of your dad as well. So that that adds a whole other element to it, and so super happy for you. That's going to be awesome. Um, I was lucky enough to catch my daughter's first pitch here last year. Uh, You know, it's going to be something you'll never forget for sure. And you'll have some great photos. Um, And I don't know who will be catching it, but it'll be cool. Oh, that's amazing. Thank you to uh, Jay's superstar pitcher, Kevin Gosman, for joining us and helping you out, damn it, Maury. You excited about tomorrow? I am so excited. Do you guys want to come? You should. What if, like, God, what if you have a full body breakdown? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, what if everything just goes wrong physically with you? What, like, I have, like, Like, what do you mean? Oh, just like, yeah, you crumble and shart and, like, all this other stuff. (laughs) You've always wanted to go viral. (laughs) The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Pride weekend with the Toronto Blue Jays. Yes. Went down. Damn it. Maury celebrating the big 5 0. Yep. And throughout the first pitch <laughs> at the Jays game. On. <laughs> uh, on Saturday, we gave away tickets. Did you meet a lot of fans, Maury? Yeah. No, there was like a whole entire row of Razamoka fans. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah. And you were out there with your husband, Damn it, Matthew, your dad, Frank. And your stepmom and were your brothers there as well? Brother and uh, legal guardian Susie showed up. Nice. Oh, and Uncle Jack. Okay, that's great. Uh, Yeah, so big day for Maury because all the controversy happened with like the whole Anthony Bass thing. Was he going to be the one catching Maury's pitch? And then Maury was doing all sorts of press on Friday where they were asking him like whether he was going to go through with it or not. And then are you the reason why Anthony Bass got cut? No, Friday? I should take the credit, but no. Oh. Um, yeah, so so they cut him. So it just became a non-thing, which mm. I secretly think Maury was pissed about because I think Maury would have loved to have that moment to just sort of like do something. Yeah, if Anthony giant. Bass were there to catch the ball, your play was what? To just put the ball like down on the mound and walk away? 
I would do it because then everyone would be watching me, right? So, because it's going to be like, well, what's he going to do? This is the guy. So, yeah, I would do something. Yeah. Maury wrote me and I had to write Maury. Like, I was writing him like a whole bunch of points and stuff like that to say in his interviews and and everything. Just about like what to say. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Helping Um, him out. (laughs) So, walking down to the field uh, to celebrate the Big 5-0, you had your dad and... Uh, Matthew walking out with you, right? That's right. Is that what For happened? Oh, that's uh, sweet. So, um, <laughs> my God. And Maury very nervous to stand in front of that crowd, right? It's like forty-five thousand people, uh, trying to get uh, a little bit of a pep talk from his dad and his husband. I'm super nervous about this. It's Why? all gonna be fun. It's gonna take thirty seconds. Just throw the thing. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's all gonna be. I've been talking about this all week. I can't hear about this anymore. Yeah, but do you understand how like like special this is? Well, it's incredibly special. Paint a picture on who you're throwing it to, or somebody you want to throw a ball at. Okay. That'll get. Just me. probably me. No, it's not you. <laughs> how do I look though? You look good, of course. Yeah, you're wearing okay the Ralph Lauren jeans. At least you. At least it's not the Wrangler jeans. <laughs> All right, do you want to touch the ball or anything? Sure. Okay. Actually, I had an idea. All right, I have a, an honestly a good idea for this ball when I'm going out to throw the first pitch so that you guys are with me. I want you each to kiss the ball. I am not kissing the ball. No. I want you to How kiss many the hands ball. were on? What do you think it's, it's a, a new ball. What do you think it's a Blarney stone we're or something? Living, no, I'm telling no. you to kiss the ball. We're living in a post Matthew, this world. was a special idea. I don't care. I'm not kissing no kiss ball. The ball. <laughs> kiss the ball. Like I wanted to take you to the mound with me. No, here, I touched it. Okay, good luck. La, la, la. Do I rub it? Okay. Can you kiss the ball? I'm not Look, kissing. Yeah. No balls. Okay. This. My other idea is as soon as I throw the first pitch, will you run out to the mound so we can have the first no. Major League Baseball kiss? I will gay kiss. right oh. here in front of everybody. No, I'm Maury, I swear to God, I will run. You will see on camera me running away. But come and kiss me. No, I'm not doing that here. Any any <laughs> words of luck? Make sure it gets to the home plate. Okay. Or somewhere close to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, so supportive. <laughs> so incredibly supportive. The, the kind of pep talk you want from wow. your family. <laughs> No, 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 no. <laughs> At least you're wearing the right jeans. Blarney Stone. Um, <laughs> so if you were inside of uh, Rogers Center, yes. this is what you would have heard the announcer say. Today's special guest to throw out the ceremonial first pitch on day two of Pride Weekend presented by TD. From the Roz and Mocha Show, please welcome Dam and Maury. Cheering on Maury today is proud dad, Frank J. Sherman, and his husband, Matthew. Maury will throw to Tim Mesa. Maury, it's your pitch. Sort of made it sound like that uh, Frank and Matthew were married. (laughs) (laughs) Play that last part again. Play the last part again. Please welcome Dam and Maury. Cheering on Maury today is proud dad, Frank J. Sherman, and his husband, Matthew. Oh, Maury will throw to Oh, shoot, you're right. You're right. It sounds like Frank and Matthew are a married couple. Yo, congrats, Frank. Uh, how did it go, Maury? It went, it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Did I got he, a little emotional up there. Did he catch it? He did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so here is the moment that Dammit Mori. So while the announcer, Oof. you heard what the announcer was saying. Yeah. At that same time, Dammit Mori is walking out onto the field. Oh, no. To throw out the first okay. pitch, Pride Weekend, celebrating his 50th birthday uh, at the Toronto <laughs> Jays, Blue Jays game. Today I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. All right. Touch him all, Mori. You'll never hit a bigger. Home run in your life. This one's for you, Dad and Papa. Oh my lord. <laughs> Do 
that's not bad. Wow, that was so quick. Alright, honestly. Job, okay, dude, how, how did I do? Honestly, great, honestly. Great, yeah? Great, yeah, right in there. Okay. Strike. Wait, was that a strike? Oh yeah, we'll give it to lies, you. Lies, lies. Sorry. Pleasure. Good Happy game, Pride. Man. Happy yeah. Pride. Nice to meet you. You as well. Who was catching for you? Tim Mazin. Yeah? Yeah. Wow. That was a nice moment for you guys. Touch them all more. <laughs> Touch them all. And you were just talking to yourself, right? I like was. you weren't like Frank, where was Frank? Where was your dad? They were by the dugout. I was at the mound and I was like just sort of giving myself some pep talk. Okay, so moments. your dad and his husband Matthew were standing <laughs> over by the dugout. And then Maury reconnects <laughs> with his family afterwards. You did great, man. There we go. I know. It was good. Not nice. a bad throw. Oh, oh my gosh. Bad. You made I did it, it to the home plate. Yay. <laughs> what does he call it? A catcher. Yeah. Were you impressed? I was very impressed, yes. Okay. <laughs> so you were worried I was not going to do it? Yeah, I didn't think it was going to make it to home plate. Oh. Group hug. Group hug. Group hug. Okay. I don't know what. Do you say anything during a hug? It's just a hug. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's so awkward. <laughs> God, everything is so awkward. Oh, so the confidence. I didn't think you were going to make it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Nothing but support in that family. <laughs> Nothing but support. Hold on, i got to play this part again. Only because when you pointed it out. From the Roz and Mocha Show, please welcome Dam and Maury. Cheering on Maury today is proud dad, Frank J. Sherman, and his husband, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> happy belated birthday, damn it, Maury. Happy 50th and happy pride. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Yo, Vassy, what's going on? It's Roz and Mocha. Hi, I have an issue with uh, the older... Senior employees in my company. So you wrote us this, Vasi. Uh, hey, Razamoka, fix my life. My company is unionized, um, which means that they go by the seniority list. Whenever there's an apprenticeship opportunity, they end up getting favored over the young employees who are legitimate candidates and can get the uh, and get the tedious work done. Um, so explain to us what's going on here. Uh, so basically, uh, um, I work in a company in which uh, they do have. Uh, programs for licenses but to go through those licenses you need to first apply for apprenticeships right. and, and the company is based in in, in such a way and is unionized that uh, uh, the older uh, the senior people they have uh, more authority because they join in before the younger people and then they end up taking the jobs and uh, when they take the job, after a while, they realize, oh, it's too much work. So they go back to their old positions. And then that position just gets filled up by the other one till they start hiring you from the outside. Um, but that's sort of how unions work, bro. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and But uh, I don't know if I want to, um, because I really do want to get my license. So I don't know if I want to stay in this company and wait as long as I want to do. But at the same time, I don't know if uh, any other company would provide me uh, the opportunity which they do. And what about the benefits of being in a union? Uh, the benefits are, are, are good. I mean, like the, the, the pay, the medical, um, plus uh, even if you get laid off, you get recalled. Uh, we're the first priority to be recalled to work, back to work. So, yep. How long you been at the company? Uh, five years. Five years. Okay, let's say that you and four other guys get laid off. There's five of you, right? Yep. You've been there five years. All four of those guys have been there one year. Yep. So who gets called back first? 
Oh, me. You. Okay. So you get how it works. Yeah, but yeah, I know how it works. Okay. So when a job opening comes up. Yeah. So when a job opening comes up, uh, so if it would be for a, a position for two apprentices, so there would be 60 guys who are applying. Right. And, and, and some of the guys in, our, uh, in my company have been working since 1990 right. or 1980s. And those guys have been there for the longest period of time. So their seniority uh, over, uh, over exceeds mine. Yes. And some of the time, uh, they end up taking the job because they only take the job because they have more, uh, I would say, cushion in a way so that when the layoffs comes, they have uh, they, they are not the first ones to go out. Right. Because, but that's how union, but that's, like, but that's, that's a union man. You know the, how it works. But that's, that's the position you're trying to get into. You just want to skip the line. I, I, I mean, like... Uh, um, they, as long as the position is filled by them and they do comply with that, it, it's fine with me. But if they do take the position and then after three, four months, they're like, oh, the work is tedious. I don't want to do it. It's too much work. It's too long, too many long hours. And then the old people, they just leave the position and the company is forced to hire from outside rather than taking somebody from the inside. Oh, so because, why are they hiring from outside? Because uh, if you hire from outside, then you can pay them less and get the same work done. Whereas if you're still in the company, they have to match your pay benefits. So, every single time. Okay, so this is a question that you have to go to your union rep with. Mm-hmm. That is something which was happening, but my question was at the same time too that should I even stick around with this company or should I go looking out for somewhere else? I mean, you seem to really like the benefits of working for the company. I mean, yeah, I mean, like it, it, it's my first job. It's been five years inside of it. I've been trying to, like, I've been trying to, go for the position over and over again, but then it just gets filled up. And it's not that like it comes in numbers. It comes like the opportunity arises twice in a year. Yeah. So Well, I wouldn't leave without knowing that you have something else to go to. If that's like, if it's bothering you that much that you're not advancing in the company, which it seems like you, you want to right away, yeah. uh, don't leave now without having another job waiting for you. Uh, yeah. And, uh, like if even if I take the other job, it would be uh, they won't be paying me as much. So it's, just, yeah. it's going back and forth again and again. And with in Toronto, it's not it's, you cannot survive at minimum wage. No, but you're young. You've been there. You've been working for what five years total. Yeah, five years right. total. Okay. I am, yeah, you're young. How old are you? Uh, Thirty. <sighs> Listen, you got to one talk to your union rep about what's going on. Where they people are getting quitting those jobs and then they're hiring outside because it's cheaper and you don't feel that that's fair, right? Go to your union rep with that. Um, but also, you've only been working there five years, man, and there's people that have been working there since like the 90s or the 80s, like you said. Like you gotta, you're not going to get every opportunity and I think that this is sort of part of the problem. <clears throat> I don't want to say with young people, right? But okay. it is a, you know, it's a, it's a it's a hustle mentality that a lot of young people do have where they want lifelong opportunity out of the gate. And it doesn't work that way, especially in a union shop, man. Hmm. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I understand that. Uh, but at the, it's just, it's just that it just gets to you because I really want to get away with the license and everything. And the apprenticeship is just becoming such a long drag. And, yeah, yeah, it is. But that's, listen, man, like you're just starting out. You've been working there five years. You got to put some time in if this is what you want to do, especially in a union place. It's only about time. Oh, oh yeah, 100%. You're right. Right on, dude. So go go talk to your union rep about that other stuff. But uh, <laughs> the uh, your attitude towards it, uh, you can fix on your own. Oh, okay. All right. Thanks. Yeah. All right, man. Take care. Bye. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. I'm sore today, man. 
working out. I don't know what I did working out. Yeah. No, I've been in the gym for so long. Is it just age? Well, I imagine that's a like a small factor in it, but it's not like I'm like frail. Like I what can hurts? still do stuff. Like, I, like is your back? General achiness. Like can you can you bend oh, down and stand bro. up? Or you when mean? you go down, you have a hard time getting back up. Like what do you mean? Like if I lied on the floor right now, do I have a hard time getting up? Like, or even kneeling down. Kneeling. Like I took a photo with my dad on the weekend, and he couldn't get up from kneeling. <laughs> okay, like I'm not, I'm not like that. I'm not busted up, right? I can kneel. Maybe you need a chiropractor. Maybe I'm. First of all, I would never go to a chiropractor. You know that. You know how I feel about chiropractors, and I refuse on this show ever again to say anything about chiropractors because every time I do, they come at me and they come at. Me. They're like the Scientologists, man. Chiropractors. <laughs> had- you say anything about a chiropractor? Mm-hmm. Like it is the end of you for weeks weeks so last summer i went to a chiropractor yeah worst experience of my life really that's that's mocha by the the guy the guy messed me up right i was so i was just in so much pain afterwards and Uh i swore i would never go back to another chiropractor Mm -hmm. and then somebody recommended their chiropractor to me Mm -hmm. who i went to two weeks ago and then i went back again last week Mm -hmm. let me tell you amazing mm-hmm. yeah, she like the adjustments on my back of my neck i feel great mm. yeah but the other like, one she is now my chiropractor mm-hmm. sometimes it has to hurt mm-hmm. before it feels good only a matter of time before you have to go back again how are your hips Roz? my hips are fine they don't lie jeez <laughs> My hips. No, I don't have hip problems, you know? No, I, mean? I asked because that's that's I'm the all, source of a lot of back problems. Yeah, no, I'm all torso though, right? Mm. Um. Like I'm all torso. I I ain't got I don't got long legs for a guy my height. Long torso. I'm, like I'm an all, alien. I'm all torso. I'm not like an alien. You sound long torso. No. <laughs> like those things outside of uh what do you no, call those I'm things not. outside of uh, car oh, car dealerships? The inflatables? The inflatables? Yeah, yeah. Shut <laughs> up, all of you. Yeah, all torso. I don't even know why I come in here every no day. No wonder you're sore. Your arms no, waving around like that all day. Come check out this Hyundai. No, 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 no. I don't know why I come in here every day. Let's Hold do on. The news. Hold right? I hate all of you. I don't even know why I'm here. Why am I here? You don't need me for this. You don't push talk to a picture. His job at the dealership starts in an hour. Shut up. Look, I'm going to go. get on my... I'm gonna Zero get on financing my, for a year. Shut up. Zero I'm on my knees right now. Bye, Roz. Right? Okay. Right? It doesn't feel good. I'll tell you that much. What hurts? What? What hurts? Well, I. you want me to be honest? I was on my knees the other day emptying the cat's litter box, and I, I pinched the testicle. Oh, hey, wait, whoa. Yeah, what? I shifted. I shifted my weight oh. while I was squatting. Like, I wasn't on my knees. I was squatting. Mm. You know when you squat, right? Yeah. And then what happened was is I started to lose my balance, and I shifted one leg back, oh. right? Oh, no. And then stu- it was like, stuff got rolled around in there. Oh, man. When they and- get up? What's that? Can you get up? No, I'll get up later more. Don't worry about me. Uh- <laughs> uh- <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Well, Vegas is already lit, but wait till the parade goes down for the Golden Knights. Bro. So it's happening on Saturday. <clears throat> yeah. And because it's Vegas and because, you know, they do everything over the top. Yeah. For the first time ever, an NBA championship parade will take place at night. NHL. Sorry, NHL yeah. will take place at night. Really? Yeah. Oh, because they're always daytime parades, right? Yeah. Everything. So this one, and because it's Vegas, and at night, with all the lights, like, how could you not? 
Wow. And they're doing it along the uh, along wow. the strip there. Kicks off at uh, seven o'clock, and they wrap with a, a huge rally at nine p.m. I saw. I didn't see this until yesterday afternoon, but like the team after the big win showing up to like nightclubs with the Stanley Cup. Oh yeah. Well, don't you remember? Incredible. Don't you remember when it was it was Washington Ovechkin when they won? They won oh, in Vegas, right. right? And you were like, "Oh my God, what a place to win!" Yeah. And now the home team wins in Vegas. It's a. I mean, my God. Like I think the I think Vegas is one signature away from having the Oakland A's move there. They're gonna get yeah. an MLB team. Uh, you know, well, they're already started, I believe, building. They just they just approved. They just approved, right? So, yeah, so they're the like one, they're one step they're like one step away from getting a getting a ball team in the same week they won the Stanley Cup. Like uh, Vegas is suddenly like a sports like you know I mean, they're Ve- getting an NBA team too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like crazy. when the NBA expands, dude, Vegas is the, is the it's, spot. Dude, like it's uh it's crazy. And I wonder why it took so God, long. It's so expensive too. I know, oh, but why so did it expensive. take so long for Vegas, which is a you know, a major destination worldwide for them to now get all the teams. Like, how has it not happened before? Even at least one. Because, well, one team. because be, but before Vegas was always reliant on tourism, mm. and with tourism numbers being your sort of number one thing, tourism and gambling, um, you don't get season ticket holders. Oh, and, Ve- yeah, and Vegas sure. has changed over the years since since then, right? Yeah. But that was the sort of that was the sort of big big thing. Was big, the entire economy in Vegas was just was run on the like the, I would the, the strip, right? Totally there was that. there was nothing else. There was no sports teams. It was a sports mecca because that's uh-huh. where people went to bet. Of course, but it was always um, it was always boxing. Right, that was the thing that Vegas had. Oh, yeah. Vegas, bo- Vegas had fighting, boxing, and then MMA. Yes, when the UFC started doing their because uh, the you shows can, out there. because you can do those in casinos, yeah. and they're one night only events. So people book tourists book these big trips around that one night. But when yeah. you're talking about pro sports teams, you're talking about a whole season, and it's much more difficult. But now you could you know work that into your now, yeah, now you do. in your Vegas trip, right? You, you look you go at to the hockey price. game, baseball game. You can go to a football game now, and the price of Vegas Golden Knights tickets are outrageous. Oh. Like, they're crazy. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, so yeah, expensive. Yeah. But yeah, so the parade's happening at night, huh? Night Damn. along the strip. It's going to be Damn. incredible. And you know all the hotels out there are going to do it up. Yeah. Even more, even bigger, right? Yeah. Like, New Year's Eve. I don't know if you've, any, anyone has I seen have. footage. Yeah. Like, I've been to Vegas New Year's Eve, Same. and all the hotels along the strip, they all do fireworks. It's all coordinated, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's so, amazing. you know, you'll see, I'm sure, Saturday night, when they do the oh, parade yeah. for the Golden Knights, all the hotels are going to go over the top yeah. of fireworks. The performers to like they'll have performers on the street during the parade. Yeah, like you'll see Donny Osmond in the middle of the road. <laughs> Donny Osmond. <laughs> I hope we do more. I hope we do. Yeah, I hope we do. Two of the the biggest. I mean, I guess maybe Donny Osmond. So I'm going to say like the two that I hear about the most, right, are Adele and Usher, right? Yeah. In yeah. terms of residencies, that yes, you coming out here with Donny Osmond? Yeah, man, Donny Osmond. But I Car- guess he's been out there forever, right? Believe me, Carrot Top's going to be the Grand Marshal. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Karen, hello, it's Roz and Mocha. Hey, good morning. How are you? Good. How are you today? 
I'm good. Uh, Roz, we've got this uh, lovely text from Karen said, just want to say, loving your show today. I've been fertilizing and watering every plant on my property since 6.30 a.m. And maybe uh, two-thirds done. Got 300 feet of hoses working. <laughs> wow. Uh, this is nuts, but uh, your show is keeping me sane. How big is your property? Uh, three acres. Three acres. How much of it are you maintaining? Three acres. Like, like you got like how? Like, what are we talking? Like lawn, or are okay. we talking plants, yeah. or flowers, well, or what? Are you What are you taking care of? So it's a farm. Yeah. Um, but it's like a retired farm. So there's like forty acres of bush, forty acres of field, and then three acres where my actual house is. Right. And it's all just like I've made it so I can cut the grass, and then we're building different gardens all over. So it's on the gangway. It's around the shipping container. Like, we're just creating this little oasis. Nice. What are you planting? Um, well, we have, I just bought about six new kinds of uh, decorative shrubs. Mm-hmm. So I've got my purple sand cherry, rhododendron, or Cynthia. Mm-hmm. Um, then I've got all my strawberries, asparagus, my vegetable garden, Beautiful. marigolds. I've got my herbs. I've got Beautiful. the lilies. Wow. <laughs> I, just um, did, uh, I just did six sonic blooms. Oh, wow. The Wygalias. Is that how you say it? Wygalia? Wygalia? I don't know how to say how it. How big are they? They grow to be they, they they grow to be four uh, four by four. Oh wow, right? that's big, huge. big. So yeah, yeah. the reason I, I got them is, do you ever you know when you watch the Masters, mm-hmm. Augusta, the golf course, yeah. you know those big giant bushes of just all pink. Yeah, that they have those are the those are the Sonic blooms. Oh. Right, and they're multi-blooming, so they bloom throughout the summer season. So they'll, in spring they'll bloom, and then those will fall off, and then they rebloom and rebloom and rebloom. So you have pink flowers all summer long. Hey, Karen. So how long have you been uh, on this property for? Well, so I grew up here originally, and then oh, okay. when I was about twenty, like eighteen, nineteen, I moved away, and yeah. I just moved back about three years ago. Wow. Okay, and it's you with your yeah. family, or do you have like a significant <laughs> other? It's my it's my mother and I. Oh, okay, okay. And so how do you spend your days? Like your day is pretty much looking after the farm or do you do like do you have a I don't want to say a regular job because running a farm is very important and and a lot of work, but is this the only thing that you do? No, no. I haven't figured it out yet. I was a pastry chef in Toronto and then I moved up here and I haven't figured out what the job is, but I work in a garden center. Um, about three days a week, and then the rest of my time is all on the property. Oh, God, you're living my dream life. I would love to just wake up, awesome. wake up every day and just take care of three acres. I know that you like to cut the grass, and I feel like you should come and help me. Come and cut your lawn? <laughs> Please. Are you using a, a hand mower, or you got a sit-down one? No, no. Well, I... I have a push mower and I have the like zero turn lawnmower. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Which which brand? Which brand? Which brand? What do you got? What brands? Um, Club Cadet. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, the yellow mm-hmm. ones. I've yep. seen those. Yep. Yeah. It's got the steering wheel, not to handle things. Uh, no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna come cut your grass. Where are? Well, wait, wait, wait it's a second. Very bumpy. Where, where it's are you? Very bumpy. Oh no, hell no. Hey, hey listen, Karen, enjoy the farm. Yeah, it was great Thanks talking to you. Uh, thank you very much for uh, for making us a part of your day and and your daily routine. It's awesome. Thanks so much. Hey, before we let you go, between Ross and Mocha, who's your favorite? Mocha. Cool, and you and, and yet you asked me to come and cut your lawn. That's great. Well, the reason why the reason sure. why she doesn't she didn't pick you is because you wouldn't go and cut her grass. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Karen. Have a great day. Okay, thanks you too. Bye bye. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. How you doing? It's uh, 19 degrees right now. 25 with the humidex this afternoon. Showers continuing uh, continuing <laughs> today. <laughs> Good. Yeah, okay. Tell you guys something. Yeah, please. Always. Irma Yeah. Turk? It's like a habit now. Yes. Like, 
every time <laughs> I go to say something, uh-huh. I want to... Gird it up? Yeah. Yeah. I want to turk like there's... Yeah, I, I sometimes I'll see, I'll hear something on television, uh-huh. and I'm like, oh, that'd be a good one to gird up, <laughs> you know, like like a commercial and stuff like this, like a jingle, like I'm all, sure, yeah, yeah, no, I'm with you on that, absolutely. Like tomorrow it's gonna be super clarty. <laughs> yeah, it's a habit. It's bad. it's bad. No, there's nothing wrong with that. Um. Hold on, yeah, there's something I wanted to... There was like an anniversary today for something. I don't know. Ooh. Some movie or something like that came out. Oh, no, it was uh, 32 years ago, 1991, Michael Jordan and the Bulls won their first NBA championship beating the Lakers. Four games to one. Go. 32 years ago. And can you That's imagine... That's crazy, 32 years ago. Uh, and tonight's the night that Denver could do the yes. exact same thing. Yes. It'll be their first championship. Ever. Yeah. They beat Miami. Right. That's right. Yeah. Because they're up 3-1 right now. Yeah. Why do they call that guy Joker? Is that just because of his last name? Like, is this like a play on that? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. That guy's a monster, huh? (laughs) Please. Best player in the league, man. That's crazy. And I saw Conor McGregor punch out the the Heat, Miami Heat's mascot. But you know why, though, right? Uh Uh-uh. So Conor McGregor was, it was a setup, right? Uh Uh-huh. So it was a setup, and... uh, Conor McGregor was advertising like a spray that you spray on injuries and I guess it like freezes the area so it doesn't hurt anymore. It's like an anti-hurt spray or something like that. So the bit was that Conor McGregor was on the court and then the mascot came over and McGregor was supposed to punch him and then if you see the video, McGregor starts spraying stuff on him, which is that was the bit that like oh, he knocked out the mascot. The mascot was to get up and be like, hey, I'm fine. Yeah, like he, he knocked at the mascot and then just started spraying stuff on him. But the mascot, like Conor McGregor clocked this guy. Well, yeah, it's uh, Conor and he, McGregor. And he, and he had that big hat on. Like he really, really hit him. And the guy went down. And I guess he got hurt too, right? I don't even know what the hell happened. But you have a clip of Dana White over there talking about... Um, Conor McGregor hitting this, uh, hitting the mascot. But the whole thing was just a terrible idea. From he hit like, him twice, by the way. Yes, that's right. He punched him and knocked him down. Mm-hmm. And then the mascot was down. And then Conor, like, finished him off. And then they took the guy to the ER. <laughs> oh, no. I saw the Deontay Wilder one, too. What's up with mascots wanting to get punched in the face by professional fighters? What do you expect? What are those mascot things made out of? Unless you're like the Golden Knights mascot. I don't even know what the hell he wears, but I'm assuming it's a metal helmet. I wouldn't have professional fighters punching me in the face if I was a mascot. Doesn't seem like the brightest thing in the world. Yeah. 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 Because when you're somebody like Conor McGregor, there's no such thing as like pulling a punch. Well, yeah, you should be able to. You oh. really should be able to. I don't know. You, you sh- if as a professional fighter, okay? Yeah. You should be able to um uh, fake punch a mascot. <laughs> like I don't you know. should be able to. I don't know. It's, I think yeah. it's just, it's in you. No, because he really nailed that guy. Like this poor mascot goes flying <laughs> and then he finished them off. Yeah. Like he was already down in his big mascot costume. It's in your nature. And then he's like, he stood over him. Like, you know, when somebody goes down in UFC and then the guy just throws that last one before the ref tackles you just down? Just to make sure. That's what he did, but he punched him in his big mascot face. Oh, poor guy. Right? <laughs> <laughs> goes to the ER. <laughs> man. Like, not cool, man. That sucks. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, no, Roz and Mocha, who's this? Hi, my name is Noni. Noni, what's going on? Nothing, it's my birthday today. Happy birthday. Thanks. 
What are you doing to celebrate? Um, I'm just getting to work now. Uh-huh. And then later tonight, I'm um, just going out to have some Mandarin for dinner with my husband hey, and my kids. Hey, 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 Yo, hey, birthdays hey. at Mandarin, that is like a Canadian staple. If you're not going to Red Lobster or uh, Swiss Chalet, it's always Mandarin, huh? Yeah. Um, what is your first plate go-to at Mandarin? Um... I don't know. I, it depends on how I'm feeling at that moment. I yeah. don't know. I like everything. So. Okay, so you don't have like a, a, a staple first plate. Like every single time you always get this on the first plate. You you kind of like browse to see what the selection is? Yeah, and then it's usually like some sort of like chicken with some rice, you know. Yeah, okay. I always yeah. do fried rice. I always do a little bit of chicken wings. Yeah. I always do the chicken balls with the sauce. Yeah. Right? Have to. That's like my first plate always. And maybe like two or three pieces of sushi. Really, huh? Uh-huh. Or you got your hand up. Mandarin is huge in my family. Yeah. My thing is when I go up, I love their chicken. Like, I guess they fry their chicken wings. But every time I go up, for the many times that I do, I always put their chocolate-covered strawberries with my main course. Really? Every time really? I go, I go oh. by the dessert table, too. Oh, that's so gross. Oh, so I couldn't gross. do it. I couldn't you do have it. a chicken ball and a strawberry? Yeah. yeah. Chocolate-covered strawberry. Do you guys put that red not- sauce on chicken balls? Yes. You do? Yeah. Nah, Drizzle nah, a little bit nah, even nah. on the rice, man, on the fried rice. Nah. On the rice? Yes. yes. I agree with Mocha. You need to put the red sauce on the rice. Thank no. you, Noni. Thank too you. Sweet. Thank too you. Too sweet. And how many... How how many plates are you uh, are you getting for your birthday in Mandarin? Depends on how much alcohol I have. Oh, oh damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What goes what alcohol pairs best with the Mandarin buffet? See, they always have these specialty drinks, so I always try one of those first. And if I like it, then I'll get another one. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. I have a, a lychee like a lychee martini. Oh my god. You <laughs> man, you can't you can't start drinking. That's a problem with a buffet, is that you gotta get up and down out of your seat, right? <laughs> yeah. When those drinks hit. But listen, you when you're at a place, like, when you're there and you're surrounded, you're in the environment, yes. you have to give in to every single gimmick. I was I was hammered at a, uh, uh, a buffet in Vegas. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> the best. Dude. Okay. On. <laughs> okay. So much waste. <laughs> My first plate. <laughs> yeah. Okay. My first plate was... A slice of pizza, uh-huh. two pieces of prime rib, yeah. a little slice of lasagna, <laughs> yeah. and a chicken and cheese omelet. Oh my God. <laughs> that is so heavy. That's so heavy. I fall asleep in the middle of eating that meal. It was all over a plate. And I was like, and I was like, I was like which do you do first? Do you do the omelet or the lasagna first? And then the, and then the red sauce like was going into my omelet and the oh cheese. And, there was, and, then, and, then, and then the egg, because everything was just hotter than the egg, the egg just started to break up and it was infiltrating all the other things. And I took a bite of pe- pepperoni pizza and there was a hunk of egg stuck with cheese oh on the bottom God. of it. Oh, my God. Bro, it was delicious. That buffet life. <laughs> Noni, happy birthday. Enjoy your Mandarin dinner. You deserve it. Uh, before we let you go, between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? Roz, 100% all the way. Yes, girl. Sorry, Mocha. Hey, Don't apologize. Okay. You're allowed to have a... F- <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was waiting for that. Yeah. <laughs> Love you. Love you guys, too. Have a good day. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Nadia, it's Roz and Mocha. What's up? 
Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Good. What happened? My ex is driving me nuts. Oh, damn. Uh, Nadia, you wrote us this. Hey, Razamoka, fix my life. My narcissistic ex-boyfriend keeps coming and going. A man who's all about himself didn't even get me a card for Valentine's Day. Gaslights 24-7. Has every excuse after we make arrangements to talk again that he can't. Ask me to come see him. Then goes ghost. But he tells me... I need to be loyal to him, but won't unblock me on social media. It's a mess. Nadia, why is this guy still in your life? I know. That's the thing. I don't know why I keep letting him come back. I don't know what it is that keeps me around. Like, um, do, you, do you think this is the best you can do? No. So how long had you guys been dating until he became your ex? Since October. Okay, since and then, October. And, yeah. then, and then why did you break up? Honestly, there were so many red flags. He, when I brought him around to meet my family, um, the first time he met them, he was three hours late. Uh-huh. Lots of disrespect. Okay, mm. lots of disrespect. And, and how does he treat you? It depends. He can be the nicest person on earth, and then other times it's like he wants nothing to do with me. When he wants nothing to do with you, like what does he, what does he say? Like when you say, hey, I want to hang out with you, you're my boyfriend, what does he say? It's always like, oh, I need to think about this, if this is something that I really want. <laughs> Jeez, uh, Nadia. This guy's a control freak. He is. Right? He N- likes having you around for the convenience. Does he have another girlfriend, you think? Sometimes I question that, but I feel like just his work situation, that like he doesn't even have time okay. to be with anybody. Nadia, 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 Nadia. Stop Nadia, making up excuses Nadia. for him to justify what's going on. Nadia, you are a placeholder. You are there because he knows he can do better than you. He just hasn't found that person yet. Yeah. You are, you, you are not it for him. And mm-hmm. uh, he knows that you're always going to be there because you are. Exactly. And you're in this sort of loop of, you know, oh, but the good times are good. But then the bad times just keep getting worse and worse and worse. And then you just start chasing those not so horrible times. And then you wind up feeling bad about yourself all the time. And uh, you can do better. You know, you can do better. And this guy is in your life because you are a placeholder. And he knows that every time he calls, you're going to pick up. He knows every time he texts, you're going to respond. He knows every time he needs something from you, you're going to be there. Yeah. And he can't and he can't do the exact same in return. This guy's trash. He needs to be out of your life. Yeah. And you, you know that. You know that. You know that. Though. I know. <laughs> like we're we're not spitting facts here, right? I mean, we're spitting facts, but it's a truth that you already know. You just need yeah. to get away from this guy. Yeah. When you guys hang out, do you have sex? Sometimes. Uh-huh. All the time, right? Every single time you see him? Yeah. yeah. Get yeah. away from him. Yeah. Nadia, stop it. You're better than this. So why haven't you... Bl- I'm, I'm, I'm curious. He's blocked you on social because obviously he's posted pictures with hoochies and liking all sorts of pics. Um, but why haven't you blocked him? I know I have, and then I re-add him again. I don't why? know why. Because he, a- he asked you to? No, because you can't stay away. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, you're just so curious and you just, you, you, you were so just, he's beat you down so much that your self-worth is completely tied to his whim of when he wants to spend time with you. 
And that's the, the, the gross position that he's put you in and, and it's manufactured and it's deliberate. Like, I don't want you to think that you just happened into this situation. Like when a guy treats a woman that way, it's not by accident. It's deliberate. Yeah. Like this is the, this is exactly where he wants you yeah. to feel terrible about yourself all the time. Yeah, no, it's true. And you don't like feeling terrible about yourself all the time? No. So take it back. Yeah. You going to do that? I think so. I'm no, gonna no, take no, 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 not I think so. <laughs> Nadia, are you going to do that? Yes. Day one is today, right? Yes. You're going to get away from this guy. You're not going to have him in your life. You're not going to have him manipulating you anymore. Yes. The worst thing you can do right now is tell him what you're doing. Yeah. Okay. okay here's what you're going to do. Nadia, we're going to go through this right now. Step one. Okay. Day one is today. Put us on speakerphone. Okay. Okay. Go to your contacts and find him. Find his name. Okay. Are you on an iPhone? Yeah. Go to edit. Yeah. Scroll all the way down. Got it. See at the bottom where it says delete contact? Yep. Do it. Done. Okay. Go to your Insta. Okay. Find them. Yeah. Unfollow. Done. Block. Done. Okay. Okay. There we're not going to go through all the other social media platforms. Yeah. Uh, uh, if you and- have them anywhere else, go and delete them. And also, do me a favor, go into the, the, the settings on your phone and block his number as well. So then that way you don't see his number pop up when he texts you being like, where are you at? How come I haven't heard from you? Yeah. And, cool. and and don't tell him what you did. If he reaches out to you, literally say nothing. Yeah. Your day one but- starts today, Nadia. You're better than this. You're better than he is. Yeah. Thank All right. You. And okay. you deserve respect. And your day one starts today. Awesome. Thank okay? you. Don't give in, Nadia. Promise us right now. You're not going to give in to this douchebag. I promise. Okay. Say it. I promise I will not give in to this douchebag. Right. Damn right. All right, Nadia. Sending you so much love. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. Hey, Jason. It's Roz and Mocha. Hey, how are you? Good, buddy. How are you? Excellent. Uh, It's always fun to to talk to to people who are big fans of this show, whether they've been listening for almost 14 years now or just started listening recently. Uh, Jason is from Hamilton, Ontario, and texts it in. Uh, Shem is here, by the way, as well, executive producer of the Raza Mocha Show, uh, as well as Dan Amori, producer on the Raza Mocha Show. And Jason said, my wife has been, has been listening to you for approximately 10 years, but I just started listening to you this year. I now listen every day on my drive into work and have uh, listened to several of your podcasts. You guys are hilarious. I love all four of you. Shem, sorry about the race. Uh, keep me laughing and damn it, Maury. Great job on the opening pitch on Saturday at the Jays game. I was at that game and it looked fantastic. You should be proud. Damn it, Maury. Um, so Jason, your wife listening for 10 years, you just, uh, for one year, what took so long for you to be a part of what your wife has been experiencing every day? Why do you hate your wife so much? Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Or that. (laughs) And in fact, in fact, tomorrow is our 20th anniversary. Oh, uh, happy anniversary. So, what a shock. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, man. Defying the odds out there in Hamilton. Uh, no kidding. 
Um, so yeah, so what was it? What was it that made you switch? We went on a long drive to Ottawa. My in-laws live out in Ottawa, and she started playing one of your podcasts. And, you know, I just gave you a chance, and I, you know, you had me cracking up. And then ever since then, you know, I think I've become the bigger fan, to be honest, oh, between okay. my wife and I. So before listening to Raza Mocha, what, for those 10 years that your wife was listening, what did you been doing? What were you listening I, to? I was, I'm a big sports guy, so I was listening to Sports Talk Radio yeah. pretty much every morning. Um, okay. I, I love my sports, but uh, I love you guys more now. Yeah, we're pretty big on sports, too. Some Huge. people actually mistake our show for a sports show. <laughs> <laughs> right? So much sportsing going on over here. Yeah, so much. Like all the big talk, you know, hockey, golf, football, not all soccer, by the way. Yeah. Right. We call and, we call soccer have, football. Maury, ex, Maury say, ex, explain how a run is scored in cricket. A run is scored. Okay, so well, cricket isn't that the thing where you have the long stick? <laughs> you catch the ball at the end of it in the sort of the the, the net, the netting, and then you whip it. Uh, what did you ask? How you run? <laughs> all sports, all the time. Yeah, you think this is sports net over here, Jay? <laughs> <laughs> all sports. And I have to say, I love this. I loved listening to the Dammits when they were doing the Maple Leafs recap during the playoffs. Oh, yeah. yeah. My God, we're just like a couple minutes into the first, and this is like edge-of-your-seat entertainment. Oh, my God, a stick. A stick went flying, and then the goalie just kicked it out of the way. But, like, whose stick is that? Where? You're going to see it in the replay. Okay, everyone's going way too fast. Like, my eyes can't keep up with this. Like, everyone just needs to take a beat and calm down. Like, why are we... Just it's too fast. Oh, as, that was fantastic, Maury. You were great. As any sports fan would, right? <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> Top shelf commentary. Ah, <laughs> oh, buddy. Well, listen. Uh, I know it's only been a year, but uh, welcome to the Raza Mocha Show. We appreciate the time that we get to share with you every day. Uh, love that you love the show and the podcast, and, and love the fact that your wife is the one who introduced you to the podcast. Happy early anniversary! And yeah. uh, before we let you go, between Raza Mocha, who? Who is your favorite? I have to say Mocha is my favorite because Roz and I are too much alike. <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't understand how I don't win this. That's great. I That's so understand. good. I understand. <laughs> Big up to you, Jason. Much love, bro. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks for calling, guys. Tell, hey, buddy. tell, tell your wife I think she's a champ for sticking with you. <laughs> I certainly will. She'll love it. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. A big concert going down at Budweiser Stage tonight yep. featuring TLC, Shaggy, Sean Kingston on Vogue. If you're into the 90s vibe, this is the show for you. David Morey had a chance to uh, get some time with the one and only Shaggy. Shaggy, of course, been hitting us with bangers for years. Oh, you been a dome and access to your villa. Let's pass on a witness all of your clean on your pillar. Life is one big party when you're still young. But who's gonna have your back when it's all done? She called me Mr. Boombastic. Silly fantastic. Put me on me box. She says I'm Mr. Rule. Yo, Shaggy with the hit. Shaggy has incredible taste. Oh, yeah. In everything that makes a great song a great song. Incredible taste. 
Damn it, Maury, with the one and only Shaggy. Hello. Ah, Shaggy. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Much oh. love, Mike. Now, I've been to a Shaggy concert, and it is a party. When you look yes, out into the audience when you're on stage, what do you love to see to remind you why you still do what you do? Smiles. Smiles. You know, what? what the biggest thing that hits me is the joy I bring to people. When I see people smiling from ear to ear, just having a good time, it reciprocates back to me. And it's, there's, there's a feeling of satisfaction. Uh, it is definitely being on stage is my happy place. So what, what happens when you're on stage and you look out and you see me doing the booty dance? <laughs> I said, well, I got somebody there. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're way too, way too excited, man. All right. When you go on tour, we've all read about celebrities and their riders, you know, and their must-haves in their green room. What are two of the silliest things that you always ask for, you know, that might shock us? I think the only thing that always gets people is that I ask for a drink called Tinga. Yes. I don't know if you know what is Ting. Ting is a grapefruit drink, and it's really a Jamaican uh, it's pretty big in Jamaica, and I've kind of grown up on ting. And it's really a grapefruit drink that I that I use to chase with my with my um my gin because I'm a big gin drinker. I'm gin gin and gin and ting and Sting and I together. That's our drink together. That we and we drink. We both like Monkey Forty Seven as as our favorite gin. Yeah, hold on. Wow. So Shaggy Sting and Ting. <laughs> fire. Fire. You, but like what about when he's in wisconsin like you like ting can't be readily available no no like you have to when you go <laughs> to a place that you know has ting yeah like they got to stock up in that city they have to and bring the ting with them yeah you would have to to the next place. <laughs> it's a must. Is it good though? What? Oh, it's amazing. I don't know. I've never had it. Oh my God. We're going to bring in some tea. Yeah. Uh, what is it? Pineapple? No. Grapefruit. Oh, grapefruit. oh no, no, no. It's no, carbonated. No, no, it's so no, good. No, oh, I want to no, try tea. We're going to bring some. We're going to bring some. This is Dan Mori talking to Shaggy. And uh, the past couple of days, actually, or a couple of weeks now, his hit song, his number one hit song, It Wasn't Me has been making the news again. My mind was recently blown when I read that It Wasn't Me, which is one of my favorite Shaggy songs, is not about cheating. Dude, have you read the lyrics? It's 100% about cheating. In the song, it goes, she caught me red-handed creeping with the girl next door. It is, the story is about a uh, infidelity and cheating, yes, but it is not condoning cheating. If you listen down further to the record, it says, I'm going to tell her that I'm sorry for the things that I've done. You might think you're a player, but you're completely lost. Those are the lyrics that summed it up at the end of it. That basically, even though it's a conversation between two people, one guy saying, oh, he got caught. The other guy saying, you're an idiot. How could you do that? You got to be better at this thing. And the other guy's like, yeah, you know what? I'm not going to take your advice. I'm going to go over here and apologize to her and try and say whatever I can say from my relationship right now. Because if I follow you, I'm going to be alone. I don't know. You can't change the narrative now, Shaggy. We know what it is. We know what it is. On the Roz and Mocha show, it is no secret, I do an incredible Shaggy. So we got to have some fun. Wow. Will you judge my Shaggy, and can we compare Shaggies? Okay. Okay, here we go. Mr. Boombastic! What you want is a boombastic, romantic, fantastic lover. Shaggy! 
Mr. Lover, Lover. Mm. They call me Mr. Boombastic. Very You got to go lower. Mm. Mm. So is it all in the lips? How do you do a good it's, shot? It's, it's, like- it's, well, it's really from the kahunas. Oh, okay. Yeah. Are you saying I don't have good kahunas? Well, I'm just saying it, it needs to be a little, you need to tone it down a little bit. It needs to get a little lower. Mr. Lava Lava. I mean, you, you hear the difference. You know? Okay, here we go. She called me Mr. Boombastic. Oh, no, it's still too high. Oh, that's low, worse. Low, okay. Mr. Lover, Mr. Mr. Lover, Mr. Mr. Lover, Lover. Oh, what a disaster. Mm. Pretty close. There okay. you go. She Okay. Okay. She says, oh, watch me, Mr. Romantic. Very fantastic. Touch me on the yeah. back and then she sees me roll. Yeah. yeah. I'm a miracle lover. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, you know, lyrics ain't too put together but it's okay we'll, we'll accept that it's not ai <laughs> so out of 10 get, judge my shaggy uh i, I would give you i would give you a strong eight oh, oh, okay yeah. yeah and that's being nice yeah <laughs> no way shaggy eight. must have been must have been hey i'll take it shaggy give me an eight you gotta have like a bubble in your throat to do shaggy yeah right? Mr. Okay. Lover, lover. i feel like rod's probably do a real yeah. good one no i've no. never even tried never uh, even tried <laughs> Uh, we appreciate Shaggy giving us time here on the Raza Mocha Show. He is at Budweiser Stage tonight alongside TLC wow. on Vogue and Sean Kingston. The Raz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. From. Oh my god, one of my favorite shows from back in the day. Like probably some show that I never watched. I think you actually watched a little bit of this show. Say who is this singing, by the way? Uh, who is that? Oh, I, I know. don't know the know. band. Who is it, Shem? Uh, Remy Zero. Remy Zero? Yeah. Is that right, Mocha? I guess. Yeah. It's the theme song from Smallville. Oh, I never watched. You never watched Smallville? No. No. With Tom Welling as Clark Kent. No, my brother uh, was a huge Superman fan, before he became Superman. I never watched him. Uh, Kristen Kruick, who played Lana Lang and it says Michael it's Rosenbaum. Lifehouse. Oh, Lifehouse? Is that who that is? No. Smallville yes. theme song. Yeah, I don't know. No, you're know. thinking of uh, <laughs> How to Save a Life. No. No, that's, that's um, the other one, the frame. Yeah, yeah, we can go deep with this. Uh, Michael Rosenbaum also played Lex Luthor. And Michael Rosenbaum, by the way, Smallville. It was the story of Clark Kent growing up in Smallville, right. Kansas, right? And the the only thing I remember about that show was that they were allowed to do it. They were allowed to build a TV show around sort of Clark Kent the early years and mm-hmm. use the intellectual property for Superman and everything else. But the only rule they had was um, uh, no flying. No flying. And also... That Tom Welling as Clark Kent, yes, even though he had the Superman powers, the abilities, right, you could never. He was not allowed to wear the suit. No, right, no, never, no, yeah, no suit, no flying, no flying. Right? Although yeah. there was one scene that I remember. This was like close to the end of the season of the series. Yeah. It ran from uh, 2001 to 2011. Wow! But there was one scene where it was like CGI. You see the cape, and it like in the oh, sky, damn. and it's yeah. like. Floating and stuff, right. but you don't actually see Damn. Superman yeah. wearing the cape, but you so, see the cape. So what's going on with Smallville? So the guy, Michael Rosenbaum, who played 
um, Lex Luthor on the show. He's mm-hmm. got his own podcast. And James Gunn, who's the head of DC. Oh, really? Yeah. Was yeah, on yeah, the yeah. podcast. He's right now working on Superman Legacy for DC. Mm-hmm. And there haven't been any, uh, hasn't been any news really about who he's casting to play any of the characters. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, but they are casting right now. And then they start talking about Lex Luthor. And then here's what James Gunn says to uh, Michael Rosenbaum, who played Lex Luthor on Smallville. All right, so if there were a Lex Luthor. If there were a Lex Luthor, okay. If there were a Lex Luthor in this movie, and there's a lot of other villains, so it may not be Lex Luthor. You are the best Lex. Let's admit it. We know you're the best Lex. Come on, you're being funny. I'm not being funny. You're definitely the best Lex. Really? Definitely. But not right for your movie. (laughs) Not right for my... my, I didn't say there was even a Lex in the movie. I know, but if there were a Lex Luthor, promise me this. Uh Uh-huh. You'll... He'll be, he'll have gravitas or he'll have, uh, he'll have a, he'll, he'll be Lex Luthor. He won't be a, a playing, playing Lex Luthor, but he's more acting like this character or this or goofy or crazy. He's going to be something that's grounded and real. I know you, I'm sure that's everything's grounded and real. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's right. Grounded and real. Because I'm not saying anybody's done that. I'm just saying that, that, you know, maybe if somebody's done that, maybe, maybe that's happened. So two things out of mm-hmm. this, either. Mm-hmm. So James Gunn is calling Michael Rosenbaum the best Lex Luthor Mm -hmm. because he played Lex on Smallville. And number two, are they both dissing Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor in the Superman and then the Superman Batman movies, you think? No. Throw a little shade that way? No, I think it's a combo of um, Jesse Eisenberg, Kevin Spacey. Oh right, Kevin Spacey. There's been Lex. like there's been like five Lex Luthers, and then Gene Hackman in the original. Gene, well, it was Gene Hackman, and then the guy from Smallville, and then Kevin Spacey, and then Jesse Eisenberg, and is that it? And that's it. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's a combo of Kevin Spacey and uh, Jesse Eisenberg. Mm. But I would agree, just being a fan. John Cryer played one as well. Yes, and John Cryer. That's right. What? That's what? Supergirl in, in Supergirl. Oh, yes. Forgot about yes, that. John Cryer was also a Lex Luthor. Huh. So there's, 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 those are the, the sort of three. Oh, and I'm, Giancarlo Esposito. Did you say that? Giancarlo Esposito. Where was he? Lex Harley Luthor? Quinn. Oh, well, there you go. Oh, was he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. did not know that. Yeah. Well, I didn't watch go. that movie. <laughs> no offense, Harley Quinn. But I didn't yeah. watch I'm that. hoping they do Lex. I yeah. really am. Yeah, Same. I love that character. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Valerie, wake up. It's Razamoka. Yeah. You did wake me up. Good morning. <laughs> how are you? Good. How are you? Good. So we've been trying to connect Roz with Valerie, who's a huge, like, super fan of the Razamoka show. Okay. We've been trying to connect with Valerie for, like, a year now. What? Because Valerie had left Canada to go live in Paris for a while, and she gave us her Parisian number. Yeah. And one time when we tried to call, like... For the entire duration of the show, something was happening with the phone. We couldn't connect to Paris. They didn't want to let us in, right? right? Valerie in Paris? Yeah. So Valerie is now back in this country. Okay. And she's a big fan of the show. So welcome back to Canada, Valerie. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me And Valerie has been uh, catching up on what's been happening here on the Razamoga show by listening to our podcast when she was in Paris. So what the hell were you doing in Paris for so long? What's going on out there? Oh, um, I was 
doing the Teach English Abroad program. Oh, oh ESL. Okay. Yeah. Next to Rye, ESL teachers, Canada's greatest export. Exactly. And I heard that in the podcast when I was there. <laughs> oh, okay. See? So what are the, the, the people that you were, you were teaching, are they adults? Are they kids? No, it was middle school. Oh, okay. So, oh, damn. Children. Yeah. Were there any English words that uh, were a little bit more difficult for them to learn? Like words that maybe like we would find obviously a little easier? Um, not ones that I remember, but I used to make them uh, say Massachusetts a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. They used to be a competition. How many of them actually got it right? None. None. Oh, yeah. yeah. Even speaking English, I still wouldn't be Massachusetts. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did it. Yeah, you did it. <laughs> well, my best student. <laughs> what was life like uh, outside of teaching? What was life like for you in Paris? Um, it was great. It was good and it was bad at the same time. I used to like, I think my biggest one was transportation. That was my biggest shock. It was so packed and yeah. I don't know. It's just different. What was Tinder in Paris like? Oh, what? No. No, I don't know anything about that. Yeah, uh huh. <laughs> Valerie. <laughs> Why? Is your Canadian boyfriend listening right now? <laughs> no, absolutely not. No. Okay. Well, he's, he's not listening or he doesn't exist? No, he doesn't exist. Okay. Oh, okay. So okay. what was Paris Tinder like? C'est bon? Uh, oh, très, très bien. <laughs> ah, yes. How many dates did you go on when you were out there? Um, Just a few. I'm not going to lie. I yeah. would say between three and four with different people. Are uh, are Paris men in the movies like Paris men are in real life? Um, yes. In what way? Much, much better dressing. Yeah. I came here and I saw people wearing the, like, hats and stuff, and I was already extremely annoyed. Like ball caps? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, don't okay, get a, okay. you don't get a lot of uh, uh, baggy jeans, uh, Air Jordans, That's and ball fair. caps in Paris, huh? Yeah, no. What, Not at all. What was the uh, the typical fashion for for the dudes that you were going out on dates with? Um, dress pants. Ooh. I, I had yeah. I think it was the first time I ever seen a man with a dress pants. Canadian guys got to step it up. Yeah, that like that wasn't your dad, or he didn't work at H and R Block, or like anything <laughs> like that. Like you mean you mean like a young, attractive guy that you would consider, right? First time in dress exactly. pants. Exactly that. Yeah. What yeah. was your What was your worst Tinder date living in Paris? No, I didn't have any bad ones, unfortunately. Oh, no, those, wow. those, per, those Parisian men. Canada, though, yeah. Oh damn. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What was the uh, food wise? What are you gonna miss the most? Oh my god! Actually, like I don't want to be that girl, but the bread. The bread. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, it's different. That bread Shout hits out different. To that Parisian gluten. Exactly. Yeah, but it's almost but the but the Parisian bread is all, it's so different because it doesn't hit you like uh like North American bread does. Like I don't get that bloated feeling. I could eat an entire baguette in France and I don't get that bloated feeling. My mom's trying to be nice and she got me this nice bread from a bakery nearby, but I I didn't eat it. So. Oh no. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Mom. <laughs> Damn, Valerie. Well, welcome back to Canada. Are you here just for the summer and then you're you're heading back? Um, no, because I don't have a job there anymore, but oh. if I can find one, yes. Okay. 
All right, yeah. your heart is still in Paris. Uh, well, it was great to finally be able to connect with you, Valerie. Thank you. I don't mean to sound like a smoker in the morning, but... No, no, no. Well, listen, you just got back from Paris. We get it. <laughs> There's smoke everywhere. <laughs> uh, because we didn't get a chance to talk to you uh, when you were in Paris and ask you the question, we'll ask you right now, between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? Uh, definitely Mocha. I'm extremely sorry, Roz, but oh, definitely wow. Mocha. Wow. Sorry. Definitely? Um, you know, as everyone says, maybe if I'm much older later on, it'll change. Oh, but <laughs> I'm still young, shut wild, up. and free. Yeah, oh, my girl. Shut up. <laughs> love you, Valerie. Stop Welcome back. It. Thank you. I love you guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.